What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. Obviously, did not have an episode last week, but I don't think that was really much of an issue. I mean, the reason we didn't have an episode is because just because we didn't have the time. But there was also really nothing that happened last week. Like I was looking back through everything that's happened lately. All of it has been like in the past five days. So mm-hmm. I feel like if we had tried to do something last week, it would have been just something filler and not very interesting. And like today, by contrast, we have so much to talk about. Um, starting with, obviously I'll start with this and we'll get into it more in detail because that's what the episode is going to be about. Starting with the fact that Kendrick out of nowhere on Monday posted again. Yes, sir. Oklahoma. And confirmed his fifth studio album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers dropping March 13th, March 13th or May 13th. Why did I say March? Sorry. Yeah, I don't know why you said March, but uh, May 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 13th, 13th, 2022. So that's only three weeks away. Um, now, we're not going to say more about it yet, because obviously the whole episode is going to be focused on that. So we will get into the industry news, the music yep, yep. news. We got to talk about the new Pusha album, because I also Ooh, dropped yes, sir. just a couple of days ago, and that was a pretty big deal. So we'll talk about that. Um, and then we will jump into everything Kendrick, because this is a big yep, deal. Yep. This has been five Y'all know I got my theories. You know, I got the crackhead theories going. And happy birthday to you obviously oh thank you last week on the podcast yep 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 it, it was a good one uh, kendrick lamar is my birthday is a late birthday gift for me bro <laughs> he said he said he said i gotta i gotta do it that's why he did it right that's that's exactly anyway, why he did it no other reasons let's get into everything that's been going on so starting with coachella uh weekend one last week weekend two happening right now obviously coachella is a big deal just because in terms of the artist performing and the way the sets work and how long it is, it's just like all the other music festivals, right? I mean, you've got, I mean, obviously like Austin city limits is one that has two weekends. This also has two weekends compared to some other festivals that'll only be a single weekend. Right. But Coachella is just different in the sense that I feel like artists really do go all out for Coachella versus other festivals. The stages are more elaborate. It just takes a lot more time, effort and money to really put together and for anyone who's been watching the live streams i mean i've been watching some we've seen some of these artists at day in vegas and it's yep, just like yep. the level of performance here is like twice that what was in vegas even if vegas was really really good the stages in vegas were pretty basic right to what you see in coachella like the, the stages are just huge the size of the screens are curved the props the sets it's just insane Right, because Coachella is like, in my mind, it's the music festival, right? right? Like, it it is like the uh, definitive music festival. It it gets the most coverage. It gets probably the most people. I'm not sure about that, but like, I I would imagine it's one of the largest music festivals because it's out in a remote location. The only problem with Coachella is the crowds because a lot of people who just go so that they can say they went to Coachella, but they really don't. Influencer, yeah. They aren't with it, right? So right. there were actually a lot of funny clips that I saw. Like obviously Lil Baby was a second, not not headliner, but like level mm-hmm. before headliner for both weekends at Coachella. Um, and I showed you some videos of his set. Yeah, I, I remember crazy. this. And obviously he's changed up his set now. Before he was opening with Wants and Needs. Now he's opening with In a Minute, which was the single he dropped a couple of weeks ago. But um, if you really notice, the crowd is so dead because I'm they sure that people, yeah. <laughs> the people going to Coachella aren't going to listen to street rap like that. 
Like, right. he's performing We Paid, the one with 42 Doug, and he's going crazy, and the crowd's just standing there. Right, like, they're there for, like, the hit songs, right? Like, yeah. uh, especially, like, a crowd, like, at Co- Coachella is also, like, a very diverse music festival, right? Like, so they, they have a little bit of every sound. They have mainstream pop. They have, like, indie artists. They've got rap. So uh, it's a lot less, like, tight and focused than, like, something like Day in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Pitchfork Festival, even like so because of that, right? It, it's hard for like mainstream not to, to play something that's not mainstream and have it received super well, right? Obviously, there was little baby. He had he's had his second set already as we're recording this because weekend uh-huh. two is going on right now. Um, Doja Cat had a really great set. I don't know what's going on with her because she said she was quitting music, but she's popping out at the Grammys. She's still performing. <laughs> I, I have no so, so she has said she has said I saw that this was confirmed that she is still going to like finish her obligations. So she's going to do the uh, the weekend, the tour with the weekend. She's not okay. pulling out of that. Um, and she's not pulling out of any festival she's already listed for. So maybe she's just not doing new music, like new stuff, and she's going to take a break after she finishes. I don't really know. I agree with what you're saying, though. I, I will I don't say this. For, for an artist like Doja Cat, I, I really feel like you run the risk of peaking with an album like Planet Her, because yeah. I don't know where she goes from here. Planet right? Her was such a commercial success. Right. Like, how do you top that? Right. It's not because... Okay, she does do some rap in her songs, but she's not labeled as a rap artist. She's definitely in the pop space. So yeah. when you're in that space, right? Like, how do you innovate off of an album like that, which was very innovative in my opinion? You know, it's not right. like rap where you can you, you be someone like Future and ride the success off a similar type of sound for so long until people start to right. kind of pop really moves you. fast in that in that sense. Yeah. Like, I think a good artist to emulate maybe is like Taylor, like look at Taylor Swift's run mm-hmm. uh, holding pop, you know, but, but she's kind of really, she got her core following and then she really changed her sounds a lot over but Doja the But Doja Cat just has such a different fan base. That's true too. And also Doja Cat is currently, she doesn't really have a sound. Her sound is just pop, right? Like, yeah. I don't think she has like a, like Taylor Swift, you could define, oh, she was country. And then she made like kind of more aggressive pop music. And then now she's making more folk music, right? right. You can't really like tie Doja down like that. So I don't know. I'm agreeing with what you're saying, right? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, like, obviously she needs to evolve to stay relevant, but how can she evolve? And so like, for that reason, you know, I, I kind of think that her taking a break would be a good idea for her, right? Like, I, I do think yeah. it would be good for her success long-term. If she needs this break, it sounds like she's under a lot of stress. So she probably does need it. Um, but yeah, I, like that was a bit of a, an aside, huh? Anyway, one set that was very cool, obviously. I told myself I wasn't going to watch it, but I couldn't help myself. It was Swedish House Mafia and The Weeknd. Oh, on so. The Weeknd, yep. I didn't want to watch this because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. But thankfully, nothing really got spoiled because... The first like 40 minutes was just Swedish House Mafia. Mm-hmm. So, and the visuals on this set were absolutely insane because you're looking at a more electronic EDM style group, right? So right. the visuals are just crazy. I mean, it was just mostly songs off of their new album. I think it's Paradise Again is what it's called. Um, obviously that album has Moth to a Flame with The Weeknd, which dropped almost mm-hmm. six months mm-hmm. ago now. And it also has a song called Frankenstein with ASAP Rocky. So they are pulling from other genres and fan bases to kind of help them with this type of music um 
people who forget who Swedish House Mafia are, they had that song, Don't You Worry Child, like way back in the day, like like nine, 10 years ago. If oh, you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, if you hear it, you'll recognize it. You would it. know. Yeah. It's yeah. very recognizable. Like, it but was I still don't hit. think of them as like a Coachella headliner. Like, I don't think that so, they're that level. So I think the right. weekend really helped them out. I, I feel like Coachella um, probably went to the weekend after Kanye pulled out of Coachella, right. right? They went to him and they said, hey, do you want to do this set? And he probably convinced them to have Swedish House as a joint yeah, yeah. act. Uh, obviously, because Moth to a Flame, they they probably well. The other thing is, Moth to a Flame was one thing, but right. Swedish House Mafia had a lot of influence on Don FM. I feel like people don't realize. That oh yeah, because I mean, One Hundred Six Point Never OPN was kind of like the main the brains behind this album. He he produced or had credits on almost every single track. Right. But so did Swedish House Mafia, not on every track, but on a lot of them. It helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for they sure. did help a lot. So w- when you have a situation like that. You know, they just dropped an album. It was probably more like of a friend type of thing. Like, hey, let's put these guys on and have them do a right. set. It's very obvious, though, that people weren't there for Swedish House because <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine. Is, uh, I was watching the stream and no one was on yet. It was just the crowd waiting and they were chanting Abel like yeah. while waiting. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very obvious <clears throat> that Swedish House was going to be the first one on. So they went on for about 45 minutes. They did their thing. They got the crowd hype. They had crazy lighting and visuals and stuff like that. And then it kind of transitioned and they performed the Sacrifice remix, which is actually like the, the Swedish house version yep, of yep. Sacrifice from Don FM. And then you see The weekend like kind of levitate up onto the stage. So he does that, does a couple more off Don FM. Then he gets down and goes onto the runway, kind of into the crowd, the runway stage. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this is why I was happy is he went through a rotation of kind of just his greatest hits right off of right. every album. He did some, he did like crew love. He did beauty behind the madness. Uh, Can't feel my face, the Hills. He did Starboy. I feel it coming. And even off after hours, he did like blinding lights, save your tear. He didn't do the, you know, the yeah, he did the big hits. stuff. Yep. Yep. Right. Same with Don FM. Actually, he did sacrifice obviously. And he only did like one or two more. They out of time. But he didn't really go into some of the more fan favorites. So this was definitely a commercial performance for Coachella, um, which makes me happy because obviously we have floor seats to the tour, which is where I want to see the cinematics. Right. I was going to say, we're going to get a very different experience there, I think. Yeah. 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 So glad glad that there was no spoiler, but also it sounds like it was really entertaining. And then last thing up with Coachella, we were just talking about this. Baby oh, yeah. Keem obviously performed last weekend, but now all this buzz with Kendrick. I, I, Kendrick's starting to make more of a public appearance now. He was spotted yep. at the Dodgers game earlier this week. Literally the day after making the album announcement, he decides to just pop out. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, not coincidence, man. <laughs> we haven't seen this dude in public in like years. And all of a sudden now he's like there. Yeah. And now you're saying Keem brought him out last night. Yeah, he brought him sense. out at, at uh, Coachella for Family Ties and Vint. So right. so, so it's very clear that this is not a hoax that this Kendrick album is coming. And we'll yeah, talk yeah. a lot more about that when we get to it. But yep he's out there he's letting everyone know that he's ready he's making public appearances and we're going to be in for an interesting three weeks here with what's to come all right so let's talk about some other news that's been going on other than uh, before we get into the new music yep, yep, yep. what is going on with asap rocky man oh <laughs> he, he's been arrested 
Uh, so there was the Uriana yep. accusations first, so he got oh, fired yeah, yeah. for that. But but apparently that was not true. That's, That's why I said I accusations. Now. Yeah. And then he gets arrested for something that went down like a year or two ago. So he's getting clowned for that. Then he has to post five hundred thousand dollars in bail. So he's getting clowned for that. Man, what a rough two weeks for ASAP. Yeah, he has really had a had a tough man. Like um... <laughs> Drake's having a field day right now. <laughs> yeah, I saw the memes, the Drake oh memes about like he's he's the one writing this. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I, I hope he's doing okay though, you know. But also, like we've yeah. been seeing some a lot of releases recently with ASAP Rocky on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was on a few songs off the Nigo the project, Nigo project. a few yep. weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, so um, you know, maybe he's like he's getting back into. Uh, I'm sure we could expect an album from him, yeah, uh, sure. maybe this year or next year. You know, so I'm sure he's getting back into the public spotlight. And uh, seems like it's been kind of aggressive, but you know, I guess that's better than not hearing anything from him, right? Speaking of clowns, what is the baby up to? Oh, he. It, it seems like every single day there's been like three incidents now where he's just beating someone up or shooting an intruder in his home or like, so <laughs> many. You saw that, right? He shot the, yeah, he shot the he guy. Shot in his the home. Dude, like these are like all these self defense cases coming up with debate. But is it really self defense or is he just like gooning? Like what is happening? That's a great question, man. Like if if you have like once or twice, like I understand it, but like yeah. it seems like every like the every week time with the baby, yeah. Like, like dude's just a straight up goon at this point like what is happening man <laughs> oh I mean, man everyone knows how we feel about the baby i don't think his music yeah, is good we don't really like the baby no nah, i mean he obviously he's done some questionable things like that that thing from rolling loud last year obviously i think mm-hmm. people have moved past that but still man like I, I i just can't take him seriously and i don't understand how people do yeah i, I don't understand how he's so popular like yeah. I, I don't get it all right, anyway, on to the good stuff here. Let's get into all the new music because there's a lot. And on to the good stuff off of the Asa- baby. Like, like bouncing off of these releases, we'll have a lot of follow-up to talk oh, yeah, about yeah. as well because of the just this like the status of some of these artists and what the implications are for the fact that some of these artists are releasing music now and singles and everything that's just coming up in the next few weeks. We'll talk all about it. So Last week, not really much happened, like I said. So we had a Gucci Mane single. We had a K-Flock single. Yeah. There was also a T-Grizzly project. I don't know if you really listened to T-Grizzly. I had much. no. His music's not bad. He had a project back in 2018 like a, that I really enjoyed. Um, he's one of those artists that when I see the name, I recognize him, but he's not uh-huh. really in the commercial light a whole lot. Anything okay. to add? That's it? Like I, I've never, I don't, I don't even think I've heard of the guy. That's why I'm really? like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. If I can... You can check out some of his music. Yeah, maybe I'll Grizzly, do Grizzly has some good songs. Yeah. T Grizzly. Yeah. T Grizzly. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm actually surprised you haven't heard of him because he has some pretty prominent feet. Like he had multiple songs with Chris Brown back in like 2018. Oh, see, I don't listen to Chris Brown either. So. Okay. But even then, like just that's a big name feature. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, so, I don't listen to Chris Brown on principle, though. Oh, so, me neither. Anyways. <laughs> but, like, so when a feature pops up, I mean, it's it's only a matter of time, I feel like, before most people see it in their Spotify feed. It, you know, that, that was the angle that I was coming at with on that. Oh, anyway. okay, okay. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So let's get into the more recent stuff. So first thing up, single by Southside, who was on the production of this song, also the lead artist, technically. Um, but it had Future and Travis on it called Hold That Heat. This one... This one's been like speculated for several weeks now, and we finally mm-hmm. got the single. 
this is a big deal because the song slapped and this is travis's first release well i mean obviously if you're not counting uh pop yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck Donda too, but his first commercial release since what went down at astroworld and Obviously, the song was great. Travis carried the song. Future was kind of an afterthought. Yeah, Future was barely even in the song, man. Right. (laughs) I feel like this is a sign that people have have largely redeemed Travis in some way. At least his fans have. Just because you don't hear a lot of talk about Astroworld anymore. It seems to kind of have become a thing of the past. Not to say that we should undermine what happened because obviously it's tragic. But it just seems like people are not in cancel mode anymore it's like people are starting to gravitate towards his music again yeah yeah i, I get what you're saying you know i, I saw like uh I, I kind of like had that realization when i was reading like a, a reddit thread or something yeah. about travis and people weren't clowning him people yeah. were like oh good good for and i think it was the kanye birthday thing when travis helped kanye with this kid's birthday or something right. and people were like travis a real one and i was like wait everyone just had their pitchforks out like two weeks ago to like kill this guy it was a sudden shift but now that he's releasing music i think people are starting to gravitate back towards the music and largely moving past what happened right right um and and you know this song it's really like travis definitely carried the hook is great on this song yeah um it's a good song and i think if if travis like continues Focusing on the music and uh, the messaging he's doing about this, I, I think that uh, you know, thing, though, largely it's be very obvious to me that this song was recorded at least before February, possibly even before Astroworld happened. And the reason I say that is because he had a line in there talking about like uh, like took him to Brooklyn to see thirteen. What that line is referring to is when James Harden was on the Nets. He's not oh, on the Nets anymore. Okay. He got traded to the 76ers. Like in yeah, yeah. early february so that indicates right there that the song had to have been recorded before that trade at minimum yeah now when the song was actually recorded who knows because sometimes artists will sit on songs for years like a year or two right right so hard to say when this actually came to fruition um i think it is an interesting point to consider has travis recorded any new music since after astroworld i mean donda too right sure okay that was fair. after fair, <clears throat> fair. Uh, yeah fair so but like so for him personally yeah i get what but you're him, saying for him, personally, like him exactly. as like the lead artist yeah because we did get those so. utopia billboards that were popping up like two weeks right, ago right. as well so that suggests that we are going to get that album this year the question is when i, I would say probably like he's probably going to release maybe like midsummer i don't see him releasing really soon because you know all the artists that we have in the next two three weeks it's gonna be like it would be very difficult to release in this next few i don't expect him to even drop within the next month i'm just saying do you think he's gonna do like a feature run or like what is the timeline gonna look like here oh yeah i i think we're gonna see a ramp up right i think this is definitely a song to test the waters right like um if you look at the album art for this, you know, his name is featured in the middle. He's featured very prominently on this song. It's still right. a featuring Travis, though. So for that reason, it feels a little safer. I think we are going to see a single from him. But first, I think he's going to continue to test the waters like People this. People forget that we all escape plan and mafia were probably supposed to be the lead singles for you. Right, 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 right. Which dropped at Astro. And here's the other thing that's interesting is like the main question with Travis now is like, if and when he performs again, I think at some point he will perform live again. But like when he does, it's like, how is that going to be received? Because Travis Scott right. is an artist 
who has used live performances to promote upcoming music because right, like that right. is like so much of his brand is his live performances right people forget that he was performing stargazing at all his shows like six months before astroworld even dropped yeah. And he was using that to kind of self-promote the album because he knew that these performances were crazy and people would be watching them even later going on YouTube to look them up. And that's why he didn't even need to drop a lead single from Astroworld. He literally announced the album three days before and he was able to get like 450,000 sales just because he had already done the work to generate the hype for, for the album yeah. just yeah. through like cryptic posts and especially his performances. So he may not have that dynamic anymore to be able to like hype up people via his shows because he's not doing any of these festivals. Yeah, but look, look as bad as this sounds, because it is very unfortunate, like I think the Astral World tragedy is going to work to promote his next project, right? Like if he releases How something, it's, it's going to get a it's going to get a ton of coverage because people are going to be like, oh, Travis releases huh. new music first time since tragedy, you know, like it, it, it just That's isn't true. in itself, right? So the question is, are people going to be like enthusiastic to go and listen to it and love the that album? may not be the case, right? right? Like, I'm not sure about that, but it's going to generate buzz and it's going to be promoted because of that. Whether it's like, you know what the saying is, right? Like, right. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as bad press, right? Like, it's I'll still tell you this right now. I still feel a little weird when I click a Travis Scott song right, right. compared yeah, to one, how I used to before November. Right. Cause I, you know, the, the air is not clear on this yet. Right. 100%. Like I, I think yeah. that more, more facts have come to light about this and people are a little more like, all right, it's, a, it, it is definitely more of the responsibility is on the, uh, the organizers as well. Right. right? But it's not clear. Like it, Travis is not like off clean yet. Right. Like there's That's still like, facts coming to light. We're still looking into this. Like, obviously people are still really hurt about this and they should be right. Like, uh, so yeah, I, I just don't know though, how it's going to shake out because right. I underestimated how quick people were to forgive him. You know, I thought he was going to still be canceled and out of the public light for the rest of the, at least a year. And this has not happened that, you know, people have been very quick to like, all right, you know, move on from it. I, and I don't know if that's just a byproduct of the world we live in with like this constant bombardment of, of news and, and events that we're getting on a global level. So yeah, that's the longest side, <laughs> but. Exactly. Let's talk about Future though, because obviously he was on this track too. And the reason yep. I say that is because he's got an album coming next week. He hasn't released the title yet, but this should be a very interesting one. He, he did drop that single called Worst Day. Um, right. Like a couple of months ago. That Valentine. Interesting. <laughs> so obviously we've said, talked about Future a lot. Like it's his catalog is kind of undeniable, right? He has classics. He's got DS2, the vinyl, which you just picked up, actually. Yeah, morning. record store day. There's a record yeah. store day deal. So you for, picked up yeah. the DS2 vinyl, which we all know is like certified trap classic. Might even, you could make a case for one of like or the best trap album, yeah, ever, yeah. right? It's definitely in the running for that. His follow-ups to that in the next couple of years were also phenomenal. We had Evil the year after, obviously, mm -hmm. What a Time to Be Alive with Drake which is also like after watch the throne considered one of like the best collaborative mixtapes albums type of projects um following year the future album self-titled and then hendrix uh -huh. the very hendrix, yep. after all also great projects and then it's from there where he started to really kind of like fall off not fall off but like his music didn't hit the same anymore because he kind of exhausted his sound and there's no right. really other direction he can go. He still gets a ton of features and he still bodies features sometimes. Like I thought, I thought 
Like I personally think that the features he's been doing lately have been very good. Have been good. Yeah. I mean, look at his, you know, uh, what was it? Pushing, he was on Push, Push and P, right? P, right? Like that was, that was a good feature. Like Future is always yeah. going to be relevant in this space, right? But what's really yeah. getting me excited about this album is, am I expecting like a brand new sound or anything revolutionary? No, yeah. no. I think, I think we're going to get something at the same level as maybe High Off Life, right? Which was the 2020 project. Um, but the features here really intrigue me because I don't know if you've seen this yet. The expected lineup for features, we've got Kanye, Drake, Gunna, Lil Baby, Brent Fayez, FKA Twigs, Vori, 42 Doug, ESTG, Babyface Ray. Yeah, so I'll push back. I I think it's going to be better than uh, High Off Life. I think it'll I think be so Hend- too. I think it might be Hendrix level. Like uh, That's that could not be a really... good comparison because Hendrix was kind of, he, he went in like an R&B direction on that album. Sure, sure. I, I'm not talking about like the same sound. I'm talking about like uh, maybe like acclaimed, right? Like it'll be acclaimed to that fair, level. Fair, like fair. It, it'll be considered one of his better works in his catalog. That's that's kind of the okay. feeling I'm getting from like the features we've seen uh, him do, the people that are listed as being on this album, right? Like I, I think it'll be one of his highest quality releases in years. I could definitely see that, sure. Yeah. Just, just based on the caliber of the features he's been doing lately. Yeah, um, right, right. He had good verses on Donda too, even believe it or not. Yeah. So I'm, I'm expecting something cool from Future next week. Uh, obviously, we'll talk all about that because literally only like five or six days away at this point. But right. Also had a single from Take Heath. So interesting that the producers are dropping singles this week. Obviously, we had Southside and now Southside we had Take and Take Heath. Heath. This one had Gunna and Lil Durk. Gunna was killing it on his verse. And then and little then dirt, dirt came on. Oh my god! Oh, I don't this, remember his interest, but all I remember is it was bad. I was just like audibly like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, this, this one was horrible. not it. I'm sorry. And and as someone who enjoys Little Dirk's music, it was yeah. This was not it. Yeah, no, no. Like he ki- he killed the vibe. Little Dirk killed the vibe on that one. The next one is also something you were very against. It's Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. two step remix oh. with Little Baby. You hated this song. I hated it. Yeah. Well, I just don't <laughs> think that I don't like Ed Sheeran very much to begin with, right? Okay. I don't think Ed Sheeran has ever had a good like performance with a rap artist. Like I know River with Eminem got a lot of buzz back in mm-hmm. like what was it, 2018? And that was I, on the Eminem project. I, I detested that, that song. That was Eminem. Sure, song. but it was still Ed Sheeran like with yeah. a rapper, right? I did not like that song. What is it with Ed Sheeran always wanting to work with rappers now? Because he's done this yeah. little baby song. He did the Eminem song. He even had a song with Travis back in 2019. I think maybe it just keeps them relevant, like uh, as, as, as bad as it is to say, you know, like rap, like he releases a song with a big profile rapper, the rap fans will listen to it. Um, yeah, and so for that reason, it keeps people listening to his music, but. I think you have a point here because for for someone who pretty much exclusively listens to hip hop and R&B, I you, would not listen to this otherwise. Like, yeah. No, I, uh, people like us kind of fail to realize just how popular Ed Sheeran is. Yeah. Because he's in a completely different bubble than the one we kind of delve into. Like, he consistently has the most listeners on Spotify of any artist. Yeah, I was about to say, he's, he's number one in the world. <laughs> like, no question. Yeah, it, it's crazy how popular Ed Sheeran is. Like the weekend is is so different from Ed Sheeran in the sense that he does have a ton of listeners as well. But I saw like this interesting fact. It's like every hip hop fan loves the weekend. Like their favorite non hip hop artist tends to be the weekend. And that's Mm -hmm. so true if you really think about it. Right. And 
I don't want to get too much into detail about why that is. Like we've talked about the weekend so much on here, but like at some point we'll, we'll go a little more into in depth into like why that's the case. Like there's definitely reasons for that, but mm-hmm. obviously that'll be safe for a different time here. Um, two singles from logic. I completely ignored these because of the Tetris. Man. Down. Okay. Actually Tetris is good. Stop. Stop. Like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like uh, okay. if, if you think logic is irredeemable, Listen to Tetris and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Like the fact I'm that not, the song is called Tetris makes me want to not listen to it. I'm not saying it's great, but it's like it, there's like still a spark there. Like logic, logic, you can't deny logic, logic fell off. Had, he had a lot of like good projects in like his early career run. You know what logic's of- problem is? It's he tried to stay in his lane for way too long. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like Lo- his but, lane why of like is it that why is it that the most like mainstream artist logic ever worked with in rap was like big sean yeah i, I don't know i don't like know he did a song like with he, Pusha he t. i remember really i remember cosines. he had a song with Pusha t like off of yeah. one of his projects remember obviously he did the song with khalid like why you know a lot of art like other rappers like in the mainstream lane had or supported logic i don't understand why he never went outside of his lane and said okay i'm gonna work with this guy i'm gonna do features for this guy I, I don't that's understand. a good question man i don't know I, I can't answer that for you i think it was overconfidence i think he wanted to be in his own lane and it just didn't work out because like he didn't have the he didn't have the positioning to be able to take that where he thought he could take it yeah sure no but i mean like he still had a lot of success right like that sure. 1-800 song has over a billion streams but it's like uh, yeah okay like he still has a lot of success. I don't think you can take that away from him. I think well, people his just make fun projects of have not been good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like I, I think he's definitely. I think it's because like he's in that lane of like uh, almost conscious rapping, kind of like Corday. I think Corday's in a similar lane. Yeah, where... but no one. I, I feel like people still somewhat take Corday seriously. No one really took Logic seriously. Like, I think a lot of people really started clowning him after he made a song called Black Spider-Man or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that it, one came yeah. across as a little, like... The Bo- okay, I think I think the of... problem is Logic has committed the ultimate hip-hop sin of being ridiculously corny, right? Mm-hmm. And being seriously corny. Yeah. Like, there's rappers that are corny, but they use it as a joke, and they're clearly... Like Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i have you, thoughts okay, about he's you. corny too but like okay wh- what's the comparison we're making here because harlow's corny drake is corny logic is corny but where are we drawing the line yeah because logic tries to take his corniness super seriously right yeah, like true, as an yeah, artist logic tries to pass it off as like hey this is actually deep guys but it's actually just corny as hell right like harlow's like this is corny but it's a song about like getting in some chick. So it's, it's corny for that reason, right? Like, <laughs> what about Drake? I mean, Drake's in the same land. So I think Drake and Harlow have way more similarities than you want to admit to, but. Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, again, we had this conversation. I just think is because Drake established a hip hop backing to the point where that won't like ever completely right, right, leave right. him. Sure, sure, sure. But but well, you're, so, you're dismissing what I'm saying. No, I'm saying sure. Like I agree with that. Like I, 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 I had that discussion last week. I said sarcasm in that. <laughs> well, okay. Back to logic, though, man. Okay. I, I think that like when he is actually just rapping, and he's just rapping about kind of, and he's not taking himself too seriously when he's having fun with it, it tends to be so much better. Like if you listen to te- these, these tracks he released, at least Tetris. I haven't listened to decades, but if you listen to Tetris. 
that's what it sounds like. He's just like enjoying rapping over this beat. It's a very fluid beat. He's got a great ear for like boom bap beats. I still believe that. Um, but then you look at his last project and his last project, he tries to be, I forget what it's called. Is it Bobby Tarantino three? That's what it was. He has some songs. He tries to be very serious, uh, like vaccine. And it's just not good. So like, I need to stop dropping songs called vaccine, man. It's, it's not like, no, just stop. (laughs) Right. So, so, I mean, like, I think logic is at a a spot where he's never going to hit the numbers that he once had, obviously. Right. Like, because you said he stayed in his lane too long, but I think if logic can just enjoy what he's doing and put out fun music, I don't have a problem with him putting out music right like i i think it's fun. oh i don't either i'm just not gonna listen to it i can do whatever he wants <laughs> oh man i would even say it's i think tetris is worth listening to honestly okay, i bro. think it's good glad you enjoyed it all right I did next enjoy it. up yep. here also had new music from tory lanes megan d stallion nle choppa kid Leroy, 88 Plan B. mostly single <laughs> oh yeah yeah we did listen to like the first 20 seconds we were like what the hell it was funny it's funny that was hilarious Actually, yeah. this is a question for you. Have you ever listened to 88 Glam or do you even know who they are? I've heard of the name. But okay. I never so, so 88 Glam is two artists. It's Derek Wise and 88 Camino. They actually used to be signed to EXO. So they were under the weekend. That's actually how mm. I discovered them back in like 2016, 2017. They had a pretty good album, uh, like late 2017, but I haven't really listened to them since. I, I feel like they made the wrong move by leaving EXO. Leaving. Just because they lost all that automatic promotion and marketing that they get through being associated with the weekend. Mm. There is another artist under EXO, another RB artist called Black Atlas, who I do listen to sometimes. And he doesn't really seem to get much promo out of them either. It's mm-hmm. almost like EXO is now exclusively the weekend belly and nav. Like they move as one. And then there's like this other guy who's just there, yeah. but not really there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, like, you, EXO has done great things for Belly oh, yeah. and Nav's career. Like, you of can't course. deny that. I mean, you can make the case that they're objectively not very good rappers, but just oh, the yeah. fact I, that they're on <laughs> they're that on label, yep. they have access to all the resources is basically yep. what it is. So let's talk about Pusha T because we it's time it's time man collecting that a little exactly bit. obviously we we need to talk about Kendrick so I, we're not going to do like a full-on album breakdown here we'll kind of talk about a lot of the strong points here we yep, listened yep, to this yep. together Thursday night 35 minutes long so it's a nice nice easy listen um it's really hard to point out anything bad with this project the production is good uh-huh Pusha's delivery is good as expected I think he always has good delivery like for me, when I listen to a pusher project, I don't really even pay attention to the bars. I just think he has a really nice flow oh, style I and cadence. Attention right? to the bar so much, man. Yeah. Um. This was so a really guess, solid project. Yeah, yeah. D- different strokes for different folks, right? Like uh, you can listen to Pusha for a vibe. Like, all, like he'll give you songs that are a vibe, right? Like I yeah. think so at least. But I think for me, like the thing I enjoy the most about Pusha is his like clever drug bars. You know, like I think uh let's just hop back to 2018 yeah but uh, there Daytona. are people out there who question the legitimacy of those bars that's that's fair that's fair but like what are your thoughts on people calling Pusha T a fake drug dealer okay okay l- l- let's rewind right okay so the 2018 I want to talk about Daytona really quick so 2018 Daytona came out it was just packed to the brim of these like dirty drug bars uh the album cover was grimy 
Uh, I, I think it honestly, you could argue that it put the underground like uh, cocaine rap scene on the map. Like without Pusha T's Daytona project, you don't get Freddie Gibbs having the success he's had. You don't get Conway the Machine. You don't get Benny the Butcher. Like undeniable. Pusha, I feel like Pusha's music is just kind of different than theirs. It is. It is. It's fundamentally different because uh-huh. there's always, and this is this is maybe what to get what to your to what you're saying, right? Like I think Pusha has like a much softer edge on his music than theirs. Like their beats are more grimy, boom bap, and like darker. And also I think they're more descriptive about their cocaine bars for sure. Right. Like, like uh, if you listen to some of the Conway and Benny songs, like they will talk in detail about like stash spots and cooking and like shit like that. And push it kind of always just says, I, I push cocaine, right? Like I sell it. Right. So, um, I think at one point in his life, absolutely. I don't know if he's still doing that now. I can't speak to that. So, but I think like you can't deny he still has some details that you wouldn't really know unless you've been in that life. I feel like Pusha T as compared to some of these other artists you just mentioned as like for people like myself who listen to a different lane of hip hop than like you enjoy, we can find it easier to enjoy Pusha T compared to those artists. Right. Yeah. Because also, like, Pusha's beach selection is a lot more. And especially on this well, that's project, the, that's this. because of Kanye. Yeah, yeah. You see that the Kanye influence really signs. There's some songs with, like, beautiful soul samples, like uh, Just So You Remember, Call My Bluff also has a kind of, like, a dreamy one. Pharrell Rock actually Roll. single-handedly produced uh, the one with Don Tolliver and Uzi, Scrape It oh, Off. Which is also a great song. That's, right. a, that's a great song, too. Neck and Wrist, awesome song as well. So Pharrell mm-hmm. really had some great beats on here, as well as Kanye. Like, I really like the intro, Brambleton. Brambleton, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the project just seems like much lighter, especially like compared to Daytona. I think this mm-hmm. project has a much like more upbeat sound, right? It almost sounds more like a victory lap after Daytona. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Do you think it's better than Daytona, though? No. You don't think so? Yeah. I think Daytona is just so like packed to the brim. It's also a shorter project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of that, I think it's just like, it's of a slightly higher quality. I think there are songs on here that I'm not so keen to revisit, like Hear Me Clearly or Call My Bluff. Um, But like on Daytona, every song, like I want to listen to every song the whole time I start that project. The transitions are just so smooth. It's just like a better album, right? Like front to back, the transitions are perfect. The, The atmosphere of that album is perfect. This album feels like it can't exist without Daytona existing. Not in a bad way, but just like in a, like, once you listen to Daytona, this project makes more sense. I still feel like I give this project a minimum seven or eight, though. Out of it's that. still great. This project, yeah. I, I say at least an eight, eight and a half. Like, I think that this, this project is everything I wanted from a Pusha T project. Uh, cocaine bars, great production. Uh, and the features are a lot of fun on this project. That's yeah. what I'll say. Daytona didn't. So if you're you're someone who likes listening to the features, Daytona really didn't have that. This project, you got uh, a few Kanye verses, although the one on Dreaming of the Past is like incredibly short. Right. It's like three bars. Uh, the Jay-Z feature is phenomenal. I love the Jay-Z feature. We also might have gotten Kanye and Cuddy on a track together for the, the last, last one. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that. Rocket yeah, I think Cuddy is just too. done with Kanye now at this point. He is, yeah. So I think that this is definitely like a historic landmark album. Yeah. Um, you know, I was clowning when we were listening to the project. I was like, oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. 
I won't go that far to say it's a classic yet. Like, obviously, it needs time to like. What is the title suggesting, though? It's almost dry. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a reference to like uh, Coke. Like when you're making Coke, you have to dry it out. I'm not uh, sure about that, but <laughs> I don't know that much about cocaine, but that's my guess. I mean, this album has been long awaited. Right, right. It's been a long time in the making now. I mean, he's been kind of talking about this for almost a year, like before the, Go back on to the, the pop smoke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been almost nine, 10 months since we've been waiting on this one. So it, it was an enjoyable listen, believe it or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, highly recommend it. If uh, yeah, you just need to listen to it. I think it's one of the best projects of the year. I don't think that's a stretch to say. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree with that. And, and rap, yes. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about what's to come over the next few weeks here, uh, because All obviously right. this was this was a pretty big week, and I've been saying this before. Like every week, it's like we've been getting something like a single or two, or like a uh-huh. project here and there. And now again, like this week, we got a multiple like really good singles, and then this Pusha T album. But now, starting next week, we're gonna get into this phase. Or actually, really this week. This week. This week was the start of it. This yeah. week was the start of it with the Pusha T album. Here's what's to come in the next few weeks. We got Future next week. Uh-huh. We got Jack Harlow in two weeks. Again, outlier there. I, I've already made it very, very clear that I will not be listening to this album. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about that here in a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah, and sure. If people want to hear our little problem with Jack Harlow's segment. It was in an episode like two or three weeks ago. So yeah. people, I guess, can go back and like find it somewhere. Revisit that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we will be talking about Jack Harlow more. Are we going to do an artist spotlight on Jack Harlow? No, no, no because I don't want to give him any more publicity than he's already getting. But Jack Harlow on May 6th, and then we got Kendrick Lamar on May 13th. And we'll talk all about that here in a second. Uh-huh, Another uh-huh. thing that's coming up, though, Young Thug teasing new music. Because I remember we both yeah. saw that that little album cover he posted on Instagram. And it looked something similar to what he had in the past, like the Barter 3, I think it was called. Right, right. right? So something maybe more of a return to, uh, return to uh, form for young thug after oh, I his so, thug I think project he's been playing around a little too much he needs yeah. to go back to that aggressive young thug rap that he used to do i mean i'm fine with him experimenting right i, oh, just, me too, I don't but, think but punk was just a, a disaster yeah, yeah exactly punk was not it no. like uh i so i really hope that he takes a minute to like recollect if he needs a project to like revisit his old sound and have a lot of fun with it i'm here for it like that's yeah. that's honestly i hope that's what he's coming for us like he's coming this year probably in the summer yeah like, i mean young thug made his bread and butter out of these like quickly put together mixtapes right and right, it seems right. like that's what this would end up being and he's probably just going to surprise drop it right um, I hope so. Yeah. Will he drop alongside Future? I don't know. Just because I don't think they, so. I, I feel like he wouldn't. Um, I feel like they're pretty tight knit, and they discuss they this. So I, I don't are. think that Doug would do that. Could I see him dropping alongside Jack Harlow? Maybe I just could. Because I don't I think could. he really cares about numbers with this project. And, and right. pe- people who are fans of Young Thug like that are probably not going to like not listen to Young Thug because Harlow dropped, right? Harlow's right. not going to pull away from core hip hop fans who really love Young Thug. He's going to pull the pop space for sure. There's no question about He's that. He's going to pull away the basic bees. <laughs> Dang, bro. Okay, That's okay. Okay. <laughs> so last thing up here, obviously the only artist we really haven't talked about left that's probably dropping in the next few months is little baby right we mentioned him with coachella but 
let's not forget that he's amidst a rollout as well here. Yeah. I think the only reason he hasn't dropped anything these past couple of weekends is because he's performing right now with Coachella. But uh-huh. I even sent you this. He put out another music video teaser on it on his Instagram story and right. said, I'm going to drop this soon or something like that. So he's probably going to drop one, maybe two more songs. And I think he's going to probably announce an album release and then also a tour. And believe it or not, I think Lil Baby's gotten to the point where he might have like the he's prime numbers to do an yeah. arena tour here we'll see we'll see because i think little baby's gotten to a point where he's not going to do the mid-level like venues anymore right, right? i mean like he's, that, like he's right below the headliner of he's right below yeah. headliner of, i mean he's uh, headlining lala people forget like lala oh he is headlining a, yeah, lala. he is a headliner so yeah yeah i definitely think he's at that level like look at how many billboard 100 hits he's got like if he does an arena tour i think it would sell like for sure, for sure. So. There's gonna be yeah. people that come out for like the pop hits that he has with Drake. There's gonna be more hardcore fans that come out for his more street rap. Um, I honestly think that little baby's in a very good position with this next project. Like I, I wouldn't I, of course it's gonna go number one. Like that's that's a given. Um, he just has to make sure he drops it at the right time. Cause if right. you drop at the same time as like a Jack Harlow, then it's in question. Right. But if he if he holds off to the summer, I think that there'll be like a few slow weeks where he can easily drop and he can have like a, a song of let's you know sound of the summer project, yeah. uh probably generate a few hits. Like, yeah, I would not be surprised to see little baby do uh big numbers, at least 200 k No, I, so my turn did 197. So he'll definitely crack that. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I think I say 250 to 300 is probably reasonable. Right, right. All right. Now, for what everyone's been waiting for, uh, let's talk about this, all the new Kendrick stuff. That's okay, let's get it. Let's get it. So I'm going to have a little monologue here, and then I'll let it. you kick off. You'll let me monologue? Theories <laughs> as you okay, describe. go for it. Go for it. All right. So this has really been in the making, if you think about it, for the past, like, nine months now. So people are going to say it's like, oh, Kendrick's not doing a rollout. Not true. He, he's been he's been giving us breadcrumbs for almost a year yep, now. Yep. So it all started with Family Ties, right? Uh, Baby Keem announces this track that's going to feature Kendrick Lamar, who obviously people knew at this point, oh, Kendrick is Baby Keem's cousin. They're related. So we get this announcement that Family Ties is going to drop with a music video. And obviously everyone was super hyped because it's like, oh, Kendrick is back in music. It's not a song from him, but it is a feature. He hasn't put out music in any form in a really long time. Yep. So here we go. We're getting something from Kendrick Lamar. And then he delivered like a very confident, braggadocious, aggressive verse, essentially like reminding the industry like, yo, what's up? Don't forget, like, I'm still who I am. Yeah. Right. That was the energy off of the verse. It was almost control-esque, you know? Yeah, like, I was going to say it's control-esque. Yeah. It was just like a huge shout out to the entire rap industry saying like, I know a lot has changed in the last five years, but don't forget who I am. Cause when I drop it's, it's everything is about me. Right. Uh-huh. And he reminded everybody of that. So that was the first like piece of the puzzle there. Then a few weeks later, we get this website appear called Oklahoma.com. Um, and Oklahoma, the first time we actually heard it was the promo for family ties. It said starring baby Keem and Oklahoma. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is where he really started pushing this new moniker. And immediately people picked up on it. They're like, oh, last time we had Kung Fu Pet Kenny, the new persona is going to be Oklahoma. Right. So 
this website launches in August 21. And all it had is a, is a folder called New Thoughts. I know everyone remembers this. You click on the folder and inside there was a letter signed by Oklahoma, AKA Kendrick Lamar. It had a little kind of hazy photo of him in the studio. And the letter essentially provided an update on like where he is in his life and said like, yeah, I'm producing my last album with TDE. And then he's obviously transitioning now mm -hmm. to PG Lang to be involved with that fully here. So we get that and then he kind of disappears again. And then we get the day in Vegas performance, which we were lucky enough to be there for. And this provided even more insight as to where Kendrick might be heading with the project. Cause it was kind of like his first public appearance in like two years mm -hmm. and also his first performance in two years. And he walked out wearing like the white robes and that little. Yeah. It was like crocheted. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he he's looking very like it, it's a very like theatrical outfit right mm -hmm. and his whole performance is very theatrical and cinematic and grammy level as well right he has a ton of backup like performers all wearing these red suits there, there's definitely like everything with that performance was intentional right mm -hmm. and it was an artistic performance and on the screens as he's transitioning between eras he did like a victory lap through all his his entire catalog and on these screens, after every single message, we're getting sincerely Oklahoma, right? So the, again, for the third time, we're getting this motif appearing again, which suggests that it, it's going to be pointing at whatever is coming next from Kendrick. And then once again, he shows out in Vegas, he performs, he says, uh, I'll see you again next time. By next time, I mean real soon, right? And then he disappears again. And, and here we are six months later. Like out of nowhere, he updates Oklahoma.com with another folder and you click on the folder and this one has a like a letter and saying like statement from PG Lang or Oklahoma or whatever. It's like for imminent release, like this new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, May 13th, 2022. And that's it. We just get this announcement. And then obviously the internet broke at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but that's not where it ends. It keeps yep, going yep. from there, right? Because a couple of days later, and we already talked about this, right? He's been making public appearances now. He's done two just this week, the Dodgers game and now, you know, performing with mm -hmm. the team at, at Coachella. But the big thing here is, and for Kendrick fans, this was like really where it started to get interesting is the fans are crazy, right? They're going to oh, figure yeah. this stuff out. So someone they thought, whoever it was, thought it would be a good idea to go to oklahoma.com slash the heart. And sure enough, it was a real like endpoint on the website and there's just a bunch of folders there and you drag some of them around and eventually you find they're all beige colored right and eventually you find one that's black all the others are beige just this one folder is black it's labeled important and there's nothing in it right now so this basically confirms that the heart part five is going to drop at some point yep. before this album right and we've talked about this before the heart is like so signature to kendrick right no one else really has something like this where they have a single called the heart that always drops before the album but it's not part of the album right so last time before damn three two or three weeks before we got the heart part four so now because this url is real there's actually a link called oklahoma.com slash the heart it's pretty obvious that we're going to get the heart part five at some point and mm -hmm. As of now, that is where we stand in this whole mystery that's unfolding before our eyes. Yep. So, so my crackpot theory is, and I don't think this is a crackpot theory. I think this is what's going to happen. We're going to get into your crackpot theories, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think uh, maybe this Tuesday, Friday, like coming soon, you know, coming okay. soon, that folder is going to have the heart part five inside of it. 
right? And it's just gonna like it's just gonna appear there. Like people gonna are gonna like we're gonna know immediately because oh yeah, Twitter is gonna I, break. I I guarantee you, there's someone with like a web scraper, like a program running, just like checking this. We website. already saw that somebody wrote a Python script to automatically check every folder and like yeah, its yeah. title and like, contents, right? You know that people are like on the yeah yeah. yeah. So like I'm I'm 100 sure that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna drop. Internet's gonna break. It's gonna be like fire. It's, it's gonna be putting the industry on notice again. Like, absolutely. Um, I want to take a step back and revisit some of like this character stuff going on. So, so first we have like the Oklahoma name. That is quite clearly Obama, but with the B replaced replaced with KL, like Kendrick Lamar. Is that simple that, though. It is that simple. I I think so. I I really do. But think why so. do you like, say that? Because like I I agree. Like no, I hundred percent see it. It's like you but replace the B with like a KL. Kendrick Lamar. Like, yeah. Like sure, I I hundred percent see that, but like, why? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, it's not so simple like the the persona. But here's here's my theory, right? Like like obviously when we saw him performing at Day in Vegas, he was taking this position of like like teacher leader type position right like he had like these school children come out he had like these different people come out and, and he was like constantly like the leader of them the group it looked like um my theory is and this is kind of how it ties now this is where we get into like the the rabbit hole theory right if you look at the press statement he released about this album it is a exact copy of michael jordan's uh announcement that he was like coming back to play basketball it is like the exact same thing where his announcement had like his talent agency on the top. So instead of being like from the Chicago Bulls, it was from Michael Jordan's talent agency. And that's the same thing happening here, right? It's not from TDE. It was like from the desk of PG Lang, which is like Kendrick Lamar's like representative agency, right? What it looks to me like is happening so far is he's emulate, like he is channeling, emulating, um, projecting like very successful historic black men like Obama, first black president, Michael Jordan, undeniably one of the best basket, if not the best basketball player of all time, right? We, we could have a whole podcast on that, but keep going. Yeah, right, right. So, so like, I, I think very clearly he's emulating his like idols on this album so far and, and like, uh, especially big leaders, right? Like we've seen before he had like the conversation with Tupac at the end of uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, right? I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more Tupac imagery here. Another person he's been very vocal of as like one of his idols and like a huge influence is Michael Jackson, right? I think there's like a clip where he's on a talk show. They're like, oh, you have this many Grammy nominations. That's as much as Michael Jackson. And he's oh, like, yeah. And he said imagine. like, he, he said like, oh, I'm glad I, or something like this. Like that. He's, he's like, I can't imagine being like the that. same as Michael Jackson. He's the GOAT. Yeah. He put in so much work, right? Uh-huh. So something interesting about this this title, right, which is one direction you can spin it. I'm not sure if this is the direction it's going in, uh-huh. but like Mr. Morale in the Big Steppers is very reminiscent of like the classic Motown uh, soul group names, right? They would have like uh, this, like the lead artist name and the something, right? Like I'm right. sure you can find a ton of examples. Like I'm going to Google it just to show you guys like this is legit. And Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five, right? Michael right. Jackson. See, again, five. now that you're talking about the title, this is really where I started to become very intrigued because it's like, so obviously this is going to be a concept album to like through and through, right? Like, oh yeah, yes. Yeah, so when you get a title does, like right? this, where you're literally like creating characters, right? 
if you look at Kendrick's past project, like Good Kid, Mad City, oh, that's definitely referring to himself, right? It's like to pimp a butterfly, you can have like your own theories on like what exactly that means. And then damn is kind of like a reflection on, you know, looking back at like the state of our country right now, because that was like a big theme throughout that project, right? So all of these Kendrick Lamar albums have, obviously the, the titles have been meaningful uh, and then uh, Section 80 as well, right? The right. titles have been meaningful, but now this is the first time where we're projecting like storytelling kind of through the title in the sense that he, he's he's naming characters in the title, right? Like who is Mr. Morale? Who is Oklahoma? Who are the oh, big sure, steppers? Sure, sure. Like what is happening? Yeah. Here? Okay. But to, to Pimp a Butterfly also had the poet, the poem name was in the title. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. he's I get done that. this kind of before, but I get I'm what you're talking saying. about, but this one in particular is like, who are these people that he's yeah. creating? It's very intriguing. For, it's very right? intriguing. Yeah. So just to, just to like, like tell you guys, I'm not like totally cracked out on this like soul sample idea. Here's some of the biggest Motown artists, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Martha and the Vendellas. Um, yeah, like J Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Like this is a very common like soul group naming convention. Right. Lead artist name and the something. So, so I I'm, think that that's not a coincidence. What I'm trying to figure out though is like what is who like how does Oklahoma differ from Mr. Morale? Yeah, that's a or great question. Or are they the same person? That's a great question. And, and Mr. Morale like morale isn't like a morality like question mark, right? Like what is this morale referring to? Or is that uh -huh. just like yeah, there's a ton of question about the name there. No, but uh, the thing is, this is why I think the Vegas performance is really like people aren't talking about it enough. And I think the reason for that is because yeah. We were like, like probably like in the one percent of Kendrick Lamar fans who were actually there, right? Right. You think right. about how many fans he has versus how many people were actually at the festival. And what's crazy about Day in Vegas is it was not live streamed, so this was not mm. like obviously it was trending on Twitter and stuff like that after right. the show. And people but recorded it. It's not like Coachella it. yeah. and Lala and Rolling Loud where you can just pull up the live stream and then even go back and watch the full thing on YouTube. If you want to watch the full performance, you gotta like it's uploaded in recordings off people's phones. Right. So it was a very kind of exclusive performance. And what's so intriguing about it is like, what if Mr. Morale is the character he was on on that stage? I like could see that. I could see everybody that. else. Right. Yeah. Because it's you even said that. they were school children. It's like they're taking the steps. Right. To maybe, get to where maybe. he is or something like that. You know, I could definitely see that. Like, I, I could see that that is the character and people just haven't caught on to it yet because it didn't seem, it seemed like, or maybe that was Oklahoma, right? Like, it's definitely, but it's but not I feel clear like maybe if those Oka are different characters Oklahoma might be a more surface level thing, kind of like with Kung Fu Kenny that he just uses to refer to yeah. himself as, and maybe. then in the album itself, he's taking on this other persona. That's definitely possible. Like, I, yeah. it's, it's very, like, uh, not clear, but I think that the themes, to me at least, are becoming clear, right? Like the yeah. theme of like the, you know, leadership with Oklahoma and sure. like Michael Jordan reference. Like it's very clear to me he's he's referencing some of the all-time greats, right? Or could the so big steppers just be the features on this project? I, I don't know about I don't know how many features he's gonna have. Now, like, now here's the thing. I, I'm not expecting a lot of features because I don't see how he could have been such a recluse for this amount of time like if he was working with other people but that's happened before right uh, like what, what uh, example to pimp a butterfly he had so many features on that project right but they weren't okay maybe. undercat uh kamashi washington here, Rhapsody, here, here's the thing okay i was thinking it differently i was thinking more about like big big features right 
but it's he's not gonna Dog do on that, that on an album like this right oh sure sure like okay also look at damn right like who who is he had featured he might have like one or two big and rihanna features. on there people forget yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying like he, he had like rihanna on damn but who else did he have he had yeah, uh you what's you too yeah who is not like a rap feature at all it's True, completely yeah. off the wall neither is rihanna right? yeah so so did he even have any other rap features I can't re- I can't recall. I don't think so. I think mm, it was this is an interesting thing to consider because Good Kid Man City had a ton of rap features. It did, but that was a rap Drake. album. That was a rap album right, through and through. Right, but so were the other two. What is your point? No, no, no. Like Good Kid Mad City is like a it is a love story to Compton, right? Which is right. like one of the the birthplace of West Coast rap. So like yeah, yeah, it's it's very clearly. <laughs> I mean, he even said, I think Good Kid Mad City was definitely his most, like, obviously with Kendrick, it's hard to even say this, his most, like, uh, typical rap album. Obviously, there was, like, a lot of storytelling, but, like, it's, it's like, pure rap at its core, right? Right, right. And Um, he even said, like, in an interview once that, like, he actually wanted to make To Pimp a Butterfly in 2012, but he wasn't confident enough. Right, right. I think Good, Good Kid Mad City needed to be done for him to be able to tell himself, like, I'm one of the I greats. The I can yeah. do this, and then he took right. the next step. So, so something about "To Pimp a Butterfly." Like, well, let's look at the features on "To Pimp a Butterfly." How they differ, okay. right? Like on "Good Kid, Mad City," he had Dre, he had Drake, he had uh, you know all these big rap people. Like people there was the remix with Jay Z as well. The remix with Jay Z, yep. right? On "To Pimp a Butterfly," don't forget about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot more jazz features. Like he yeah. had come on. Washington playing saxophone. Well, that was the theme Thundercat on, on the, the album as well. Exactly. So that's my point. Like he's always very intentional with the features. If the yeah. theme on this project is like the big successful people in history and how Kendrick is among them now, maybe I don't know if that's true. I could see well, some A-list features on. Maybe it. not I, I, in yeah, terms of just like commercial popularity, like like people influence. are gonna you know, but uh, just absolutely. influence, right? Right. So that's why I, I, I think that we might be surprised with some very high. I, I could see Jay-Z, Dre, like the biggest, most successful rap stars of all time. I wouldn't be surprised to see them featured on this project. I wouldn't be surprised to see only Baby Keem featured on this project because you know, like the recluse thing, like you're saying. But I think it could go in either direction. Yeah, that's definitely one thing to look at it. Of there- course, I, I don't think he's going to have like gonna little baby i don't think no. he's gonna have this i'm glad you brought those guys. up now because i was actually about to jump into another point here that i think is something that's really worth considering it, it may not play out exactly how i'm predicting but let's think about something here so five years is a really long time to not yeah. release a project and i think what's interesting about kendrick lamar is when damn released it was his kind of first album in the streaming era right and it yep. released like right when streaming was kind of on the verge of really like like just exploding right and becoming this huge thing he kind of released damn right before the hip-hop scene completely changed and we've had so many episodes on this where we've talked about it and and just to give some facts here like nba young boy between damn and now (laughs) has dropped 16 projects 16 this is a real number I've seen, I saw a video about this and I, I don't even remember like all, all the facts here. Like so much has happened. Pop Smoke, no one knew who he was. He came right. and went and Kendrick's has not even released anything in that time. X, right? X2, right? Like X was X, just like a budding SoundCloud artist. Exactly. X is another big one. Lil I mean, Peep. Uzi, Uzi hadn't even dropped his first studio album yet yeah. at the time. Yeah. Right. Lil Baby was still a street hustler 
And now he's the youngest artist ever to reach 100 Billboard Hot 100 entries. Right. Right. All of like so much has happened. Like there's been so many like just new artists that have like come onto the scene. I mean, even look at Drake, just a number of albums. He's done more life. More life was before Damn, actually. So yeah, one gets a yeah, sure. I mean, Drake's dropped so much music. Dark Lanes, this time yeah. Screen. Um, I mean, even J. Cole has dropped like multiple projects, like Kids, was, Kids on Drugs, yeah, yeah. KOD, which turned four like very recently, actually, like a week ago. Yep. Um, just so much has happened, right? And and in this time frame, like hip hop has just changed so much with like streaming and all these sound like Twenty One Savage is another one. All these yeah. SoundCloud artists just becoming really big, like trap becoming kind of the dominant i don't want to say dominant but like a very it, strong it is. Yeah. force you could say a that huge yeah. force in hip-hop music just being made very quickly and put out immediately because of the instant commercial success it has the ability to have harlow like a harlow yeah, we, we've talked so much about how tiktok has caused the quality of music to diminish in the long run and like diminish the longevity of quality music just because now people are targeting snippets rather right. than trying to put out a quality body of work and all of these developments have really taken place after kendrick dropped down right You're um right. and jack harlow is like one of the biggest culprits right i mean we look at the single that just dropped first class right he didn't he barely did anything on the song he just said yeah. a few words over over a fergie sample and went number one like is that really what we've come to like with this genre but now kendrick's about to drop and he's dropping a week after Jack Harlow. So if I was Jack Harlow, I would be terrified right now because it's like everything that I've been doing to propel myself forward is uh-huh. about to face a real rap album that right. people are actually excited for. Yeah. And what I think could happen here is because Kendrick is now finally dropping it. He doesn't care about all the trends that are happening in the industry. He doesn't have to. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to do what he wants. Right. Yeah. And what he's going to do Absolutely. is put out like a high quality, like true hip hop project. Right. Even yeah. though everyone else is not doing that anymore. So what I think might happen is that Kendrick's album might cause a bit of a shift or somewhat of a reset in the hip hop industry in the sense that I'm hoping a lot of people start remembering like what quality music like this actually is. And just because there've been so many hip hop fans that like are new, like new hip hop mm-hmm. fans that mm-hmm. maybe haven't even experienced a Kendrick rollout before. Yeah, you're, right? you're absolutely right. Yeah. So this is a big deal. And I think it's going to be interesting to watch how this changes the landscape moving forward, because what other like hip hop project recently can we really say has been like, at the level of artistic quality that like Kendrick is about to play. I think Donda is the only thing you could say is close. Donda is the only thing you can say is close with the listening parties and the the messaging in that album does not come close to what Kendrick. Yeah, no, exactly. It won't. There hasn't been like a real conscious thematic, like thought through album like this in a long time. You can make a case for after hours, but that's more like artistic quality and not so much right. like meaningful messaging. It's right. it's more like watching like a very good movie, like for its movie qualities, but like the social commentary is what Kendrick So so all that said, I I do want to say something though. You know, I think right. that there's so many expectations of Kendrick like that this is going to be like a conscious album, like he's going to say because that's what he's done historically. 
Yeah. I would not be surprised if this is like, I mean, I honestly, I think like just because based on what we've seen, what we've heard, I think he's going to obviously be conscious and talk about deep stuff and the landscape. You know, I think that's what Kendrick does. Right. But I don't want to also be like someone who says he has to do that. Right. Like as a fan, does, but, but if he that. doesn't do that, then what's the alternate? Like he could just make like a kind of fun commercial album, kind of like he his did features that with on Damn, Family Ties. Sure, no, but Dam also had a ton of commentary on the American like political landscape I at the get time. That, but so, so, so like I'm saying, I'm saying like I do not see him not doing that because that's who he is as an artist. I think because right. he makes that. But I'll, at the same time, I don't want to be someone who says Kendrick Lamar has to do this, right? Like I would be okay with him putting out anything. Like, like, to be honest, he's an artist. He can do what he wants. So I don't want to be, like, boxing him in. Uh, but I think that we should expect something that's conscious. I just, I'm just saying, like, as a warning, I don't want everyone to be like, oh, Kendrick needs to say something super deep. And if he doesn't, people are going to be, like, crucifying I'm not him. I think he needs right? to say something deep. I'm just saying there's definitely going to be some sort of theme or storytelling going on with the album. Sure, because that's who he is as an artist. But right. all, all I'm saying is, like, let's not be people that if he doesn't do this like oh like you know let's not turn on him like right like no I, i'm gonna scared that would happen i'm scared that would happen though if you did not put out something that's like conscious i think people would be like are you saying mm, interesting okay but i guarantee you it's going to be the same people that hype up the harlow album sure 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 but like i'm saying like i'm just putting a warning out there to fans right like I remember all the stuff around Dam, right? All the conversation around Dam. There were people that were so upset that Dam was not the same level of like conscious rap mm. that To Pimp a Butterfly was. And there were people that were like, this is trash. Like there's a second album coming. There's no there's way. A lot of this people is who it. love Dam though. Now, now that they've had time to sit with it. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying like, people need to remember that. People, people need to remember that when Dam first dropped, people were panning the shit out of it because it wasn't conscious enough for them. But right. once you sit with the album and you listen to it and you think about it, you're like, okay, well, there, there's actually like, you know, this is conscious in its own way, right? It's like the story of, of like, you know, Kendrick's like, what if this happened? Like it, it takes some larger reflections on the American political landscape at the time instead of kind of the global landscape that To Pimp a Butterfly took. So that's all I'm saying is like, please guys, like let the album have some time and think about it before you just jump to like any thoughts on it right you think that the heart part five is going to give us insight as to some of the themes and what we can expect on the album because if you remember the heart part four had that little um alchemist interlude I, i don't remember what the exact sound was it's really hard to describe but there were sounds on the heart four that ended up making their way to actual songs on the oh, right but i don't think that sonically the heart part four was super similar to damn sonically like no, but i'm just saying like th- there's like there's hits. easter eggs they'll be there's easter eggs, yeah. right but I don't, I don't think that we can take the heart part five to be reflective of the overall album i, I agree usually he uses the heart as like kind of singles to kind of promo and get the yeah. world Right? right like i don't i don't think it's gonna be the same like uh sound or themes necessarily makes sense but I, i'm excited for it like it's gonna be great no question yeah i'm sure i mean just a message to harlow fans i mean <laughs> your boy can have that week 
after that <laughs> week, after that week, he's irrelevant. Like after that week, Kendrick's coming, man. Like it, it's y'all have a week to enjoy his success with that album, and then after that, like my like, what's the what what was the Family Ties line? It was uh, who went platinum? I call that a visitor. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yep. is Harlow gonna go platinum? Probably just off of probably, the sales. yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's not gonna have a run atop the Billboard 200. Like uh, he probably would if Kendrick wasn't yeah. dropping. So, like the, the thing about this Kendrick project is absolutely insane. I've seen articles from newspapers in like Germany and like Hung- Hungary and all this shit on like the Kendrick subreddit. Like people are, are like so hyped for this project, like. Mm-hmm non-music publications are putting out stories about this project right so like it's it's gonna go number one no CNN matter the quality like covering there's this. no like, question <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. cnn's covering something <laughs> right there's no question that so so let's get to another prediction question that's been on top of my mind okay because you mentioned earlier that this is the first kendrick song in the full streaming era and the streaming area has completely changed how we've gotten numbers right right so how much what do you you think it's gonna do do you think kendrick lamar will break a million i I don't think he's gonna break a million i think he's gonna do five to six hundred so views broke a million right it did so you think that Kendrick, I think if anyone could do it, Kendrick Lamar could though. But didn't, did Hotline Bling not have some impact on that? And that's a great point. That's a great yeah, point. But Kendrick Hotline Lamar Bling could release a single. Singles, right? Yeah, Kendrick Lamar is not going to put a single for this project. He may not, but if he does, I mean, look at the success that Humble had. I mean, the only reason I'm saying this because views, they also had a different formula for like the stream conversions back then. That was sure. more generous. Like CLB did like 600. So CLB did 600K. I see Kendrick I doing see 750. 750. I think Kendrick will do, do more. Kendrick will do more than CLB. I don't know about that. Well, just, just, I hope he does. <laughs> like, right, I, right. I'd be happy if he does seven. I, I feel like that's such a hard number to reach, though, with today's, like, the way they do it these days. Maybe. I, I think 500 to 750 500 is going to be, be the range. Reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because how much did Donda do? 300? Did like, I don't even think it cracked 300. Did I thought it, it did. Did it crack 300? I don't remember. Uh, but still, like, Donda released on a Sunday, too, right? Yeah, like, true. it released yeah. on a Sunday. Um, it had the list. Donda did 309. Donda yeah, did so 309. people weren't as excited for it. So I could easily see Kendrick doubling that. I think 500 to 600 is going to be my prediction. Yeah. yeah. My, mine is actually, I'm actually thinking 750. I think it's going to okay. do a, a like huge numbers. I, mean, um, I hope it does. I think that's a little bit of a reach, but I hope I'm so. not, I'm not in for the numbers. You know, all I, all I want is like a uh, more Kendrick music in any form. He, he has never disappointed me. I, I even love his projects like overly dedicated. So I don't think that there is a, a way I would not enjoy this project, but I just hope that people, uh, don't go in with super like uh, preconceived notions of what the sound will be, right? Well, I think that's all we got to talk about right now. Obviously, there's it, it's hard to say anything else just because we we're only right, like right. scratching the surface of what's to come. So. Actually, actually, okay, there is one more thing to say. So sure. uh, maybe the like there was speculation. I speculated that the heart part five would drop this Friday, right? It didn't. Project. <laughs> it didn't. But you know what did drop this Friday that we completely forgot to mention? A new yeah. Ab Soul single, Fallen Days, mm, which is actually I, it's a very I, enjoyable, I did see that. Very enjoyable single. 
But the, the thing about this that ties into the Kendrick discussion, Absol is also on TDE and he is one of the original artists from like Ken, when Kendrick first signed to TDE. He was right. one of the, so he was signed very shortly after Kendrick was signed to TDE. Yeah. So because of that, <clears throat> it seems like there's another rollout happening right now with Absol as well, or it's just getting started. So um, I think that explains why Kendrick didn't drop the Heart Part 5 this Friday, because obviously you don't want to overshadow. Yeah, I think I think uh, this next week, the prospects are going to look very strong. But uh, so speaking of, I think that there's a PG Lang. I think Tana, um, what's what's the name? Tana something is on PG Lang. And I think they're slated, Tana Leone. And I think they're slated to drop an album this week. So I would be surprised to see it on Friday. Maybe Tuesday? Uh, maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday. Possible. Yeah. Um, let me, I'm just like, I want to make sure I'm not like lying to us. With the Villains. Tana Leone's With the Villains. Is that maybe the project name? But again, you have to also remember that Kendrick's dropping under TDE, not PG Lang. Yeah, but, but he's going to be one of the main artists, like main people on PG Lang. I guess right? so. So he doesn't want to shoot his own artists in the foot by dropping something that overshadows them. Maybe, maybe this is just my. We'll see. It's all going to play out very interestingly. Right, right, right. We'll, we'll see what happens, of course. I, I would not be surprised in the next two weeks, though. The Heart Part Five is coming, no question. Yeah. So that's right, what well, we gotta keep that, our eyes out for. With that being said, obviously, what we do know is confirmed is the future album next week. So we'll definitely be talking about that. And then this this Kendrick stuff is just going to materialize as it happens and we'll we'll keep you all updated. So as always, thanks to everyone who got this far. It's going to be an exciting next three weeks and we'll be back soon to talk about all of it.